This is the Spirit Duels Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Spirit Duels Podcast. We are back at you again with another exciting episode talking about this great game created by my guy Daniel. Daniel, what's going on? Hey, hey, what's up, man? I'm I'm excited about this episode. Yeah, so as we uh, alluded to on the previous one, we are going to be tackling the concept of drafting, which is a core part of the game, especially once you've experienced a bit. So lately, just so you all know, the background with me playing the game is I have not drafted that much recently. Yep. I just basically said to Daniel, I was like, hey, man, just throw three spirits down for me. I'll come to the table and I'll just start rocking with whatever you have and figure it out and play which i have to say if you have new players getting into the game is actually a fantastic way to learn the different classes the way they interact with each other and what spirits exist because you yourself may gravitate to something in a way that is very much like oh i want to keep leaning into this class Mm -hmm. or i want to always play this role or this spirit but being exposed to the other ones that you maybe don't naturally go towards allows you to see things in the game that you would actually not get to experience. And I would have been the person that falls into that category if I had not <laughs> set that that boundary for myself. So thank you, Daniel, for doing that because yeah. I feel like my understanding of the game is so much greater as a result. But mm-hmm. now we need to start having drafting games, you and I, because I feel like I'm at that point where I understand and I want to start beating your butt at this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what it, what is the basis of drafting? Like, what are the rules of drafting yeah. for those who don't know in this game? Yeah, so uh, the, the primary thing or like the most important thing to understand is drafting is, it is the, uh, the primary way, the primary format of playing spirit duels. Uh, it, it's the standard format. Um, so every game of spirit duels starts out with a draft and you know if you know anything about competitive card games you have an idea of what that means but if you don't you might have no idea what i'm talking about and so what happens before each match is you know two players sit down at a table and the game spirit duels comes with nine different classes and you you should know what the classes are by now um, and what that means. <laughs> but um, so the game comes with nine different classes, fire, water, earth, wind, et cetera. And uh, when you sit down to play, you are going to enter into a draft where each player selects one class at a time until both players have three different classes. And, you know, we'll get into the details of what happens after that in a moment. But what that means is, you know, each player is going to end up with three different classes that they're going to use to form their team of spirits and build their deck of cards. That's the overall idea. And what I wanted for spirit duels, you know, back in the very, very early stages of just conceptualizing this whole entire game and just the whole idea is, you know, as much as I love trading card games and collectible card games i didn't want spirit duels to be a collectible or a trading card game um i knew i knew that i was going to take it to kickstarter and um you know i knew that you know i wanted regardless of 
how successful the game ends up being. I wanted players, and we talked about this, I think, in like the first episode um, yeah. of the podcast. But basically, you know, regardless of how popular or successful the game was, I wanted players to have a full, robust experience with these cards, regardless if, you know, other people around them or in their community are playing or, you know, maybe you don't even have a local game store to play games with. And anyway, so I, I knew that I didn't want it to be a collectible game or a trading card game. I, I, I wanted it to be a one box experience, which so, you know, after making that decision, I knew that I could have made something more along the lines of like a competitive uh, LCG, which is a living card game from, you know, Fantasy Flight does um, card games like that. But basically, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's a, a one box experience, but, you know, it has expansions and stuff. And, you know, you don't crack booster packs and collect cards, which I guess in a sense is what Spirit Duels is. But um, I, I knew that I didn't want it to be about, you know, trying to get every card, you know, even those LCGs still at the end of the day, you know, you're hunting down these small expansions and, you know, every month a new expansion comes out and you're trying to get all the cards, you know, at the end of the day, I wanted there to be one box and that one box gives you the full experience and you don't have to hunt for cards in any capacity. And so I, I, Basically, long story short was I felt like the best experience to give players with a, you know, with a single box product was a draft experience where instead of building and constructing decks, you know, from a large pool of cards, instead you just do a quick draft. And then after that draft, then you quickly shuffle together the cards and then you play and it's over and about, you know, not even five minutes, and then you're playing, and then when you're done, you do it again. Yeah, I I really do like that aspect of it. Yeah. It provides a, a non-stagnant game state, basically, because you are not in control of what you can do every time. Exactly. You basically essentially have control of one thing, and that's if you're going first and you get to pick your class before the other person. Other than that, you're really not in control of what's happening. You may have to pivot strategies and stuff like that, which is a really cool thing and yeah. through you and i playing i've never had the same game experience twice like not even close even yeah. like taking aside all the developmental changes that go on like just the actual cards spirits everything it's not the same each time it's always been changing and it's it feels endless almost in a way and i'm actually at a point now where i have the understanding of certain cards and what cards you get in the class in terms of your deck and that is, I think, the secondary level to drafting that most people don't uh, get to experience off the top. It's like the more you're with the game, you're going to start to have a card-based knowledge that you didn't have to start with, which is going to further make the draft experience, I think, more interesting. Yeah, it kind of creates this um, experience where you are you're discovering the game as you play. It, yes. You know, it, instead of, you know... You're cracking open the box, and of course you can open up the box and look at every card. Sure, you could do that, or mm -hmm. you could just sit down, draft a couple class, or draft a few classes, build a team, play, and then you know you don't really know what else is in the box until you yeah. draft different classes again. Um, 
But one thing I wanted to hit on that you mentioned about, you know, not really having control, like full control of of what cards you play with. I really wanted that to be an aspect of spirit duels, you know, and, and like the term for that, you know, like in, in Magic the Gathering and other, you know, card games out there is called limited. You know, you, the format's mm-hmm. limited because you're limited at what you can do instead of having access to any card out there you're limited to the cards that you draft. And um, me personally, uh, limited, you know, any kind of limited format, whether it's draft or sealed, is actually my favorite way to play card games. Um, and, you know, because I think when it when you have full control over what cards you can use and you can just go on the internet and look at the most competitive decks on the internet, yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't, it, you know, for me, there's something about, you know, it kind of loses some of the magic of it. And so, um, me too, man, like you're, you're preaching to the choir with that concept (laughs) so hard. It's the main reason why I play Keyforge as my main game, because you, you literally are incapable of net decking because the Mm -hmm. deck is algorithmically generated for you. And I just couldn't stand it. Like going from magic to Pokemon, I was just like, wow, it feels almost toxic, like a toxic game state. You know what I mean? Yep. Totally. Um, yeah. And so for just for me, and I know every gamer's different and, yep. you know, I, every, Some people every like game, just having the best and kicking ass with it. That's just yeah, the way people yeah, like to play, which yeah. is fair. I mean, that's fair. Yep. Totally. So yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about like what this draft actually looks like and what players are going to be trying to do. Right. Okay. Um, so let's say, you know, you and I sit down and we, you know, we spread out the nine different classes in front of us and, you know, we will randomly determine who goes first. And, you know, let's say you pick, you know, fire starting out. And after you pick fire, I can look and see that you've picked fire and I can say, you know, I I can try to counter pick that and say, well, I know if he's playing fire, he's probably going to be trying to put a lot of burn tokens on my spirit. So I might want to go nature you know, so because I know nature has a lot of tools to try and, you know, get rid of status tokens. So I, I might, you know, get nature, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of back and forth uh, of what that might look like. You, you know, you would grab a class and then I'll try and counterpick you and then you'll try and counterpick my counterpick, you know, <laughs> until we both yeah. have three classes. And then, and then it gets it gets really interesting after both of you have three different classes because you you still have a lot to decide after you get those three different classes. So inside of a class is going to be three different spirit lines, um, and and a spirit line is the three stages of a single spirit, right? So you've got you know the most well-known spirit so far, I'd probably guess would be Tai Chomp. So you've got Tai Chomp, Tai Nagma, and Magmaros. That makes one spirit line. Um, so inside each class, there's three different spirit lines. So when you choose a class, you you have three different spirits or spirit lines to choose from, you know, to uh, add to your team. So for each of your three different classes, you're going to choose one spirit line. And the reason why that's so interesting is because the spirits are so vastly different than one another that even though, like, for example, you may pick Arcane, and I think at this point everybody knows that Arcane, you know, they uh, focus on milling your opponent out of cards. 
So if you see that I draft Arcane, you you might see like, okay, he's drafted Arcane. I know he's going to be trying to mill me out. But when I after I you know select Arcane as one of my classes, Arcane has a uh, spirit line inside the class that actually gains fire as its secondary class. <laughs> and so what that means is I could choose that fire, that Arcane fire spirit, and totally avoid doing the mill strategy you follow me so basically it's like yep. even though you pick you know you could grab water as a class and you you know that you know water is a control class but i could choose the water electric shark that's inside of water and now all of a sudden i'm i'm actually going for damage with that spirit instead of yeah, just full you're control doubling down on the zap mechanic potentially Exactly. So that that yep. may be a whole lot of overhead information, but the summary, no, <laughs> yeah, the the basic of that is that there's three different routes you can take inside of a class, and so totally. even though it's you know you might draft a control class, you could take that control class and head it down a damage route instead of just yep. full control. I mean, so, there's also the fact that you're draft you could draft fire, and then you. You could, as an opponent, make an assumption, oh, they're going the Tai Chomp mm-hmm. aggressive aggro damage move. When the truth of the matter is, is um, I wanted to get the Fire Phoenix yeah, so that Phoenix. I could make some magic moves, you know? Yep. Uh, and get it's those a lot burn slower approach. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Yep. So I think that you are totally right about the way you can pivot off a strategy. And yeah. I think actually, as you get more proficient in the game, that is the true test of your skill in the game is the ability to draft and pivot potentially into spirits that may be um countering what your opponent thought you were going to do like yep. there's levels to it like there's there's like the counter draft but then there's the counter pick of spirits to exactly. the counter like the counter to yeah. the counter basically yeah. <laughs> like there's levels to it so yeah. i think that makes it so exciting yeah exactly and so it's like you almost have um this uh, the guys over at Team Covenant. They have this phrase called uh, I think they say uh, the game outside of the game, and that's kind of what this is. It's kind of like this little head-to-head strategy chess match before the actual game even starts. You know, you're looking at what your opponent's drafting. You're trying to counter draft them. And then, you know, you're looking at what spirits your opponents choose and you're trying to, you know, all this is happening, all this strategy, all these layers of choices that you can make. And the game hasn't even started yet. Yep. <laughs> and and this happens every time you sit down and play spirit duels. And so you can make it as complex as you want. You know, um, each spirit line has a few signature cards that come with that uh, spirit line that you will add to your deck if you choose them so you know if you choose the tie chomp line with tie chomp tie nagma and magmaros you'll you'll take its signature cards or its special cards and you'll add them to your deck along with the you know the basic fire cards that come with the fire mm-hmm. fire class yeah so decisions of cards on top of spirits like there's there's yeah. more than one aspect than just the spirit that you're you're considering exactly and if if you love you know detail and depth you know, and all that kind of stuff, you can dive into not only just what each spirit does, but also what their, you know, their special cards do and what they're going to be adding to your deck. But if you don't want to get that deep, you can just say, you know what, 
this Phoenix looks really cool. I'm going to pick it. And I don't even know what it does, <laughs> you know? So mm, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I've drafted that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you and your, uh, the shark, um, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, it's really kind of up. There's a lot of agency there for the players, you know, to just kind of make it what they want, you know? And, you know, totally. I, I've, so yeah, it creates just this real robust experience, you know, and, and, um, so yeah, each spirit line has two different special cards that belong to that line. And then also inside of the class is a set of basic cards. So uh, again, when you draft the fire class, regardless of which spirit you choose, you're always going to end up with the same basic deck of fire cards. And so if you choose, let's just say if you choose fire, water, and wind, you're going to take each set of basic cards from those three different classes. You're going to shuffle them together along with the special cards from the three spirit lines you chose and shuffle those together. And that will end up, that'll give you your deck. So your deck will be Mm. uh, a combination of basic cards from each of your classes and then special cards from each of the spirits you chose. Gotcha. And yep, you'll shuffle that together. That'll be your deck. And then you take each stage one spirit of the three different spirit lines you chose and you put them into play. And then those will be, you know, that'll be your team. And then you're ready to go and you Perfect. play. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe after you play a match, you can see like, you know, I I needed a little bit more control. So maybe you could just, you and your opponent could both say like, hey, you know, we like these teams, but let's make a few small adjustments to what we have and then play again. Or you can just say, you know what, you know, I'm going to try something completely different. And then you just start the draft all over again. Yep. So, And um, just to clarify when drafting, Mm -hmm. is the draft process you go, I go, or is it go like I pick first, then my opponent gets to pick twice, and then I pick, and then they pick? So we're testing different things right now, um, and and we've, we've done both. So like the snake style draft where, you know, you pick one and then I pick two and then you pick yep. two. Uh, that's been a, a real, you know, pleasant experience. But just picking one each until both have threes also been good. So I'm not sure um, exactly what it's going to end up being. But um, the end result is pretty much still the same. Uh, you, you just Correct. draft until both yeah. players have three. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a perfect segue right there. So as our listeners may or may not know the game is currently in development still. Yeah. So Daniel is constantly tweaking, finding the best way to present the game and have a great play experience and troubleshoot things that may arise as things are being fleshed out and ironed out. And uh, as a result, uh, we kind of also want to use this podcast as a platform to give you uh, development updates. So occasionally, probably like we're thinking once a month, right, Daniel? Yep, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah something like that. We'll, we'll provide an episode that will actually just give updates. Basically, it's a it's a nice way of giving news on how the game has evolved, especially if you are getting into the game and playing it. It'll help you stay up to date with changes that have occurred. So yeah. it's like a, a great news source almost for you as a player to know the most current way to enjoy the game as we are. So I, I do... Uh, hope that you will be sure to keep tuning in to find that out because I think it's going to be valuable. And then it also helps us if you're testing out the game in that way to, to give us feedback and how you're enjoying the changes and the, the developmental updates that are made. Totally. 
And I will say, you know, I, you know, I've <laughs> kind of learned the hard way. You don't really give people dates. <laughs> yeah, but fair. I, I, I will say for anyone listening, and we're at the tail end of this episode, so this will just be a little, a little gift to anybody who listened to the whole episode. <laughs> I will say <laughs> that we're not far off from the Kickstarter. Um, and I no, could the say game more feels the, really good. Yeah, it feels yeah. really good right now. Like yeah. when we last played, I was like, I was like, this doesn't feel like there's nothing that seems awry. Like it yeah. all, it's all smooth. It all yeah. makes sense. It doesn't feel imbalanced. Like it's got a really nice feel right now. Totally. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to promise too much, but yeah, we, I'll just say that we're, we're not we're far off. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the end game now. So, uh, it's close and, and we'll, we'll talk more about that in, in, uh, next week's episode. hundred percent. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, We'll get at you next week. Hope you have a fantastic time and be sure to join us on the Discord. You've been listening to the Spirit Duels podcast. To become part of this game, join us in our Discord. Link in the show notes.